have waited a thousand years for this moment. From the depths of the darkest shadows, we will rise again with our fallen legions. To avenge our wretched purgatory. souls of the meek. And you will know the dark heart of Skyrim. Last week on Lore Seekers... My first tune that I rolled, I still have. It's my Nightblade, but I didn't play him that much. The first tune I truly played a ton of was Catch the Lore Seeker, my Sork. You wouldn't have, in its current state, you wouldn't have Blackheart Haven in its current state. You wouldn't have Dire Frost Keep. I mean, the uniqueness of mechanics that requires group play, you would not have if it could be sellable. So, this actually is a very exciting moment for us. 100 lore lessons and today marks a massive milestone for us at the Lore Seekers podcast as we bring to you a millennia of lore lessons. From the depths of the darkest caverns to the peaks of the highest mountaintops, join two friends as they explore Tamriel and share their tales one pint at a time. This is the Lore Seekers Podcast. I'm in a glass case of emotion. Freaking cold out there. How many more days till Greymore, man? How many more days? Yeah, how many more days are cold? Uh, I'm on the struggle. I don't think the cold goes away here in Skyrim. No, it's like a chill that starts at your toes and works oh. its way to your nose. You see what I did there? It's it kind of like funny. It's kind of when you, like when you speak, all the warm feeling out of the room goes goes bye bye, goes away. Like all the air gets sucked out of yeah. the room. Yeah, just well, just sucked right out. My brain requires oxygen. <laughs> Well, look who it is. What can I get you? Oh, you know what? You go first. I don't want to go first. You go first. Oh, my God. Does that cause you anxiety? Uh, it's a, we're just ordering a drink. Well, I just, you know, I thought I'd switch it up. Oh, well, sorry, ma'am. I'm going to have a dragon's breath mead, please. When in Rome, a dragon's... Oh, all right. Uh, I'm going to do a courtier skimmer. Please, I appreciate it. Coming right up. Thank you very much. Jeez, freaking addict. Skuma? <sighs> Yeah, man. Is it even legal to order skooma here? Not at all. But it turns out when you kind of know the barmaid, you can get what you want. Yeah. She's slowly poisoning you. That's fair. Collect that life insurance. It's accurate. I hear the Tamriel life insurance policies are very good. They don't <laughs> cover dragons, though. I can't imagine why. 
<laughs> what are you doing, man? Oh, buddy. Talk to me. <laughs> Tell me your name. Tell it's me been a good week, name. man. Yeah. I've had a great week. Um, yeah. See, it's kind of the same old, same old stuff. Yeah? Yeah. Same old, same old stuff. So, I'm back to questing. Can we believe it? Yes. Yeah, so for our friends out there in Discord land, um, I've been on Discord a little bit less this week, just because a lot of it less, because I've been doing a lot of questing. I actually was able to uh, finish up Riven Spire. I really wanted to get through that storyline again because there's going to be recurring characters in Greymoor. Yeah. And I'm going to continue that by trying to play all things Skyrim before... Gosh, it's coming up quick. Mm-hmm. It's two weeks away. Mm-hmm. Man, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah, so are you so I finished Riven Spire. Yeah. It's awesome. And I know that I've talked to you about it. You've already played through it, like probably around the same time I did, like a long time ago. You need to go through it again, especially because your new storyline's coming out that we're gonna talk about in a minute. Yeah, buddy. And it's very dark heart of Skyrim. It's very not child friendly. That's definitely a thing. Ooh, is there the S-E-X word in it? No, what do you think I am, Geralt? Oh, how boring. <laughs> there was, I asked for one thing. I wanted sex. And you couldn't put it in there. <sighs> Welcome to our After Dark show, friends. Hi, parents. Daddy, what sex? Oh Don't worry <laughs> No, it's going to be very good. Very violent. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, it's good. My week was good. Good. Yeah. Um, it's been... What else? Uh, well, uh, it's been busy. Um, a lot of outlining for the for the show, or for the uh, for the new storyline. That's uh, that's definitely been a thing. Writing out characters, figuring out vampire... Uh, vamp- looking into vampirism even more getting a good refresher there and i've been bitten by the stam warden bug because i'm like here's so here's my deal like here's what i'm doing right now i'm counting down the days to gray more i can't wait it's driving me nuts i'm ready to go on my mag warden i am ready like i like to me i want skyrim you know i want i want gray more two months ago like i'm i'm beyond ready at this point and so my goal every time I log in is to get at least one skill point from Sky Shards right now. I'm running around getting Sky Shards because my gear's ready, everything's ready. I'm ready to rock and roll, right? And uh, then I just started getting, like, I just like, I want to do something, but I don't know what I want to do. And then, lo and behold, there on my friends list as I logged in yesterday was Lore Seeker Cash hanging out at Prize Pinnacle, a.k.a. his house. And I thought, huh, I know what he's doing. He doesn't just go around there very often unless he's swapping out gear to do one thing, and that is to parse. So yes. I proceeded to do slash sit chair, and you had no idea, and continue no. to watch you parse until you it figure was it out. freaking creepy. I turned around, and he's literally sitting in a wooden chair right behind me. <laughs> it was very creepy. You know, I do And that, I was though. on my stand warden. Yeah. Which was fun to watch. It's kind of getting. Yeah. I wanted to see what we were working with, and because I know what I know, Ghost of the Lore Seeker, and then, but then I saw that one and I thought, oh, 
That's in the name. I need mm-hmm. to go watch. <laughs> Just want to watch. <laughs> so creepy. Yes. And so anyway. I was, uh, I've, I have been on my Stam Warden a little bit this week, um, just messing around with him, and it's, uh, it's, it's really, it's a hard decision. I mean, I really, really want to just be on one character, but I, I love the Warden class, so it's like, yeah, well, maybe I'll just play a little bit on him for a little while. Yeah. I'm just such a lost cause. It's, yeah. It is what it is. Oh, uh, you know, so, at, at the end, yeah, I don't uh, I don't know. It's it's week in, week out. But long, you know, that's a fun thing I like to do though. Is if I see a guild member, and it's a clearly a home, I like to just show up. I like to travel to them and just show up. I did that to RP lead the other day too, <laughs> to live. So, yeah, it, it's just fun. You should, you should you know go check out their homes. But uh, anyway, Stam Warden, yeah. So I'm playing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm playing with the notion of like, can I? honestly get him to 50 before Graymore drops and fulfill all other responsibilities. No. No. Because no. all of your other responsibilities are formidable. Yeah. And and a lot. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. you would have to seriously dedicate some time, especially right now because there's no XP boost. Yeah. But I'm definitely I, late on that alt train. I should have done that during the event. That's what I should have done. Willing to help you? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I appreciate if you're that. Warner. I appreciate what race? that. Or what uh, race did you roll? I don't know, man. Like, my initial thought is always Bosmer. Four. What do you mean you don't know? You you already have one. I well, saw you on him I'm, last night. He was I'm, level three. Who? Rick the Lore Seeker. My name's not Rick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would remake him. I have this thing where if I'm going to start a new tune, a new character, I like to start off a freshly made tune. I don't like to start off one that's been sitting in the bank. And, you know, because to me, like, I, I want to do a fresh look at everything, you know. Okay. So. I'm, I'll totally buy that because yeah. I, I feel the same way. Unless he's 50 already. Yeah. If he's already CP level, like, I'm at the point now where F, no, I'm not going to redo another character no. if I already have it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would rather race change, name change if I need to, which is not cheap. It is not cheap. I'm getting word now. A note has been slipped to me that XP pots are for sale. Uh, this was written by Wagerun. Thank you. Well, there you go. All right. Well, Wagerun, thank you. Um, so then you're going to roll a Bosmer. I'm thinking about it. That or Orc. I don't know yet. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, maybe, oh, I may yeah. go. Really, can't really argue with that. I may go OG, land back to my Oblivion days and go Orc. And really, you know what's going to happen once Graymore drops? Like, my focus is going to be on my Mag Warden because it's, I'm, you know, I'm ready to rock. I want, I want to go. So, we'll see. But anyway, uh, are you ready? Are you ready to do the things? Do me one favor with your new character. Okay. Don't name him something stupid like Rick the Lore Seeker. What's wrong with Rick? Bruh. You break my lore. <laughs> Do not break my lore. Chat likes it. They, they were in love with Greg the Lord Seeker until I killed them all. <laughs> That's because you poop gold. Oh. You poop gold. Well, th- thank you. Yeah, I was being facetious. Oh. I'm absolutely not being serious. See, look, chat says Greg is my fave. Greg, Greg is, is bae. He's pretty effing funny, though. <gasps> I gotta say that. Anyway. Yeah. All right, friends. Hey, 
All right, good. Well, welcome, friends. This is Lord Secrets Podcast, where we talk Elder Scrolls Online. If this is your first time hanging out, well, you're in for a treat. This is Volume 6, number 21, and we are your hosts. I am Jibs, and I'm joined by Mr. Four Foot Nine Inches, 145 Pounds, Cash. I don't know where that came from, but you're going to have because to add some Because it's going to be so good when they go to Twitter and they realize you're a giant. <laughs> you have to add some to both of those stats because I'm not that. <laughs> I am actually very happy to be back on the show this week in my normal attire, which is a t-shirt and board shorts, as opposed to uh, what I was wearing last week. Yeah. Which, if feeling comfortable, you didn't know... By the end of last week's show, which which will explain my point here. At the end of last week's show, if you didn't know, I was dressed as cashmere last week, which uh, was because I lost a bet. So I was in pretty much, um, what's her name? Harley. I was pretty much in Harley Quinn cosplay last week. That's fair. Yeah. And um, it was very... Very uncomfortable by the end of the night. I had a splitting headache. So hopefully you weren't able to see through that on the show. But once we were done, I was like, dude, I am logging off. I couldn't hit the button fast enough. And I was like, ripped everything off, took a shower and just soaked my head in. I don't know what I soaked it in. It was a bad analogy, but anyway. So, uh, did you soak it in Advil? <laughs> yes, I soaked it in more bad decisions than alcohol. Yeah. Anyway, my point to that, which I made prior to the show, during our pre-show, was that I have the utmost in respect to anybody that wears makeup or a wig as a job or every day or just anybody out there that does that, you have my respect because that is hard. So... Anyway. Yeah. It was a good time. I digress. I enjoyed it. It was I did funny. pay up on the bet, though. Yeah, you did. You did not disappoint. You, you did a good yeah. job. Uh, all right. Well, here we go. Let's get started. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, like we said, welcome. This is the Lord Seekers Podcast. First thing to note, Gina and Jess, we were going to have them on the show here. Uh, we were going to be able to uh, do a joint interview with both Gina and Jess from the community team. And unfortunately, schedules, there were some conflicts there. Uh, something kind of came up, which is, you know, prone to happen, especially when we're all at home, quarantined with families and just, you know, schedules right now are all over the place. So just so you know, they weren't able to join us this week, but we're going to get that rescheduled. So you can look forward to that as well. Yeah. Last week on the show, if you were here, maybe you missed it. We did a whole lot of news. We did Russian language support. We talked Russian language support. Perform, uh, performance plan, more details and antiquities. Meet the character, crown store showcase, and so much more. Now, this week on the show, though, this week on the show, we're answering your fan mail. You write in. We talk about it here on the show. We're doing a lore lesson on the Dragon Bridge. And also, we're talking more Greymore news this week. We're kind of all over the place today. You know, you're getting a little bit of all kinds of lore seekers this week. You got mail, news. Lord lesson. Yeah. All in your face. <laughs> yeah, we got a little distracted because uh, Nernstorm just raided us, so thank you very much. Oh, yeah, hey, thanks so much. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yep. Welcome, welcome aboard. But uh, before we get started, there's something new that we wanted to start doing on the show because 
Well, we just felt like it was right. So, like, our Discord server, the Lore Seeker community, is known for being a hop in place. There's stuff happening all the time. We've, you know, we cover all the platforms, and it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot to uh, keep track of, but also to keep up with. And so we wanted to do something to help, or start doing something every week, so that way, you know, this little like one minute bit here is basically for all of our lore seeker community, so you know what is going on. So for what's going to be happening from now on, if there's anything special that's happening in your platform guild chapter, that could be PS4 NAEU, Xbox NAEU, or PC NAEU, um, whatever's happening special that week, we're going to make sure that you know about it right here on the show. Right, Cash? Right. And, you know, Jibs and I have gone back and forth on this, uh, like, not like we're arguing because we don't really do that, but we've discussed this quite a bit. We really never intended to go overboard on talking about the Lore Seeker community of guilds on the show because it's a general show about Elder Scrolls and the lore and the news about Elder Scrolls Online. But we really can't not do that anymore. And the reason being is just because the the community has grown so exponentially and a lot of our listeners our community members. So this just gives us another outlet, even if it's just a little short segment that we can talk about what's going on. Maybe there's somebody that's interested in joining one of the lore seeker community, you know, the lore seeker community so that they could be a part of say Xbox EU. Well, if they know what Xbox e- Xbox EU is <laughs> doing throughout the week, then they, they might like push somebody to go and, and join up because we're pretty proud of, and really freaking surprised me, honest with you, about what has come out of the show. It just oh, yeah. this, this bustling community, and this gives us another outlet to be able to let people know what's going on. So that's why we've made the decision to put a small segment in the show where we talk about the things that are going on in the Lore Seeker community at Arch. That's right. So, and look, if you're on our Discord server, that's a requirement anytime you are with us. And uh, we're going to move on the mail in just a second, so just hold hold on with me. But um, if you're on our Discord server, this is to every Lore Seeker member out there. Make sure that you have your platform name, your platform role chosen. That's going to open up all kinds of channels. Make sure that you are checking out the events calendar for your week. There's reoccurring events happening every single week in your chapter. And that's the things that we're not going to highlight. What we want to highlight are the like the special events that are happening. Maybe there's something special someone's put together that, that's happening on a certain night. Okay. That's what we want to talk about. We want to make sure you're in the know. Always, always, always make sure you're checking your reoccurring events happening every week in your guild calendar on your platform. So, like, for instance, this week, PCNA, PCNA, like last week we talked about, they did the Reliquary. We've launched the Reliquary Trade Guild. This trade guild is available to all Lore Seeker members only. You have to be a Lore Seeker member in PCNA to be able to be a part. So, they're doing something this week. It's a guild lottery. You win a lot of money. It's really cool, and it helps support the guild chapter. So in game money, in game money. Yeah, yeah. We can't send you dollars or rupees or whatever. <laughs> I'll you send have in your them pocket. more torch pets. <laughs> <laughs> we can't really. send you bits and pieces. <laughs> so anyway, go check your platform uh, under the uh, trade guild area. There, you're going to find all the details there from Dade and staff. So there 
is that oh oh look here he comes here he comes i've been looking for you yeah got something i'm supposed to deliver your hands only you know those clogs are really working for you i don't i don't know if you know that what two weeks Two weeks. All right, there. It there, took just... two weeks of you being nice and your instant dickhead again to the poor guy. I said nice. Like, what, what? He, he can read right through that. Let me just move on. I really would appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends. Well, it's that mailbag segment. You write in and we talk about it right here on the show. Don't forget, you can always call us at 765-382-6961. Leave us your voicemails. Try to keep them around a minute or less if you, they want to be considered for the show. And you can always email us day in, day out. You have been doing it since day one, I feel like. Podcast at gmail.com. So we got a couple emails here we're going to talk about. And the first one up is from Miss Bellistics. I like that. Uh, it says, hey, guys, I have a quick question. I've been a longtime fan of the Elder Scrolls, and I've always enjoyed the world, the factions, and most importantly... The interesting characters. That's how I enjoy the RPGs. But my question to you is what in the game of ESO is the part that keeps bringing you back week in and week out? Thanks. I'm going to let you go because you're going to take about 10 minutes and I'll wrap it up with a polished off with a cold glass of three and I'll move on to the next one. No, you'll wrap it up with this. I really want to echo what Cash just said. Think of something on your own. Don't steal mine. It's just so much easier when when you have someone who talks a lot. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Bellistics. This is actually something that we have talked about uh, quite a few times on the show, uh, or in some respect. But I love talking about this because it is it's so poignant to me the reasons why I come back and I don't burn out on this game. Freaking love this game so much. And we've talked about it a few times before, how I just game hop. I'm a game hopper. That's what I've always done. Well, now, better part of three years, this is it. Like, this is my game. And if I do try something else, it's Skyrim. Yeah. So it brings me back to this point. Each and every time, each and every day. The game, when it launched, was not in a very good place I still liked it. Don't get me wrong. But there were a lot of things that could have been improved. Took a break, came back to the game. All those improvements and more had been made. Made this game one of the, if not the, top MMO out there. I cannot for the life of me think off the top of my head what another MMO out there right now that is better than Elder Scrolls Online is. Because if I thought that was the case, I'd probably be playing it. They have added so many amazing things to this game that it makes the game itself a true experience. There's so many different aspects of the game. Won't go through them all. You guys know what they're... If you have played this game, you understand what those aspects are. Get bored of one thing, cycle it to the next. But the one thing that does always bring me back from the game's perspective is PvE. Mm. I love Zero. I enjoy BGs, but the PVE in this game is so rich. The dynamic gameplay, how difficult it is. We were just talking about it, about our progressive uh, trials group the other night. How difficult the content truly can be. It is a challenge. And when you're with a team of people who are working together 
who are synergizing together, pun intended, and then they're successful at whatever that goal is, whether it's getting a skin, getting Godslayer, hell no, we haven't gotten that yet. <laughs> but <laughs> there's all of these miniature goals that you have together in this in the PvE portion of this game, and to hit those things and to hear the roar when the boss finally goes down is so enthralling. And yeah. and then working on your character and like Jibs, you're, you're right in the crux of this right now is working on your character and getting those numbers where your DPS feels like a comfortable spot, getting comfortable with your character. Jibs just joined our progression trials group. So that is, from the game's perspective, the biggest thing that keeps me coming back to this game. On top of that, this part we have talked about before, best community hands down in gaming I is I can't even get anywhere close to comparing any other game, any other gaming community that I've ever been a part of. It is not better than ESO fam. It's just incredible. Camaraderie, watching people help each other, watching people jump on trolls, self-policing, great attitudes for the most part, but it's more prevalent in this game than not. That's what keeps me coming back week in and week out. I like to second everything that Cash just said right now. You're not allowed. <laughs> I'm not allowing it. I need oh, some new goodness, crap. Man. Oh, what what keeps me coming back week in and week out? Well, one, let's get the obvious out of the way. I love the dev team. Oh, I, damn it. I love the support. Forgot. Oh, way to be a douche. <laughs> oh. I know we love them. <laughs> I love the dev team. I, I love, uh, they're just good people. I appreciate now more than ever, good people, people doing good things. And they're great. I love Zoss. I love everything about them. I love the, um, how transparent they, they are. Um, vastly more transparent than m- many, if not most, if not all other MMO companies out there that I've seen with a game at this large of scale. I appreciate that transparency. That's um, important to content creators. It's extremely important. They do a great job doing content week in, week out. Okay. That being said, yes, I said that to the one who wrote us that email. Mm-hmm. Much love. I hope you're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, uh, <laughs> that being said, the one thing that keeps me coming week in, week out is the community and the love that I have for these classes. Uh, I love the warden. You know, it took me a while to finally find a place to land, but I love the warden and I kind of want to try all kinds of facets of that. You know, that's why I led with talking about Stan warden. Um, there's just things I want to try out and, uh, I wanted, you know, maybe eventually get into tanking as well and, or, you know, healing with the warden. There's just, a lot of options, and I think that this year for ESO is going to be its biggest year yet. Uh, going back to Western Skyrim, going with the dark overtones, the, the really revitalizing the whole vampire class, and just so many things, you know. Antiquities, huge, such a huge deal. Just all these things, and the way that they revealed it, you know, that's the way to do it. It just, it's, and truly to me, it's, 
Now, granted, there's always going to be a bug, or there's always going to be something that's you know they're they're working on. So when I say this, I understand that look, there's still things that they're fixing and working and addressing. That to me, all that aside, to me, it's almost a it's almost a it maybe change the whole gym the thing around the mounts, you know, change change that around, you know, maybe fix that a little bit, but um, it's almost a perfect MMO for me. It's the Elder Scrolls Online. I mean, it's the Elder Scrolls. It's open world. You play how you want to play. There's so many different classes. They're constantly revitalizing things. They're always talking things out. They're making changes. The devs are transparent. The community is amazing. The USO fam is nothing but welcoming. And I, you know, I look at other MMO communities and I'm just like, I don't know what your community's like, but I know what ours is like. And I'm really thankful for what it is. Our community can kick your community's ass. We have kids in the room. What? Yeah, there's one right over there. See that one over there? Look over there. I don't know why he's in a tavern, but he's here. Creepy. Maybe that's a wood elf, actually. All right. I'm glad you said those things. Because it's the what? things that I missed. But it's, oh. a, it's, it's a hard question to answer, honestly, because there's it so really many things. It's a compilation of things. Yeah, it's it's you like it's one of those things where you can't pinpoint it. You just like know what you feel about it. Yeah. So anyway, you're rat. Bellsticks, thanks so much for the email. That was awesome. Uh, Athera Dragoon says, "Hey Jibs and Cash, or Hey Cash and Jibs, I'm sorry. I first wanted to convey a rather huge thank you for making such amazing content around the game we all love. Excuse me, ESO." Before learning about your show, which was when Bethesda released the news of Greymore in Vegas, I was more of a, quote, every once in a while player. You inspired me to try ESO again and has made me fall back in love with the expansive world of Tamriel. I love that, man. Mm-hmm. I do have a question. Based on how expansions slash DLCs have been rolling out in the past, what do you think will happen or what do you think will be the next place we will get to travel once Greymore's year-long quest is completely released. Thanks for all you do, Athura. At Mora. Really? Wow. You're right out the gate. You just... No. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> that is... That's like a... That's like a... That is a pipe dream as much for me as... Finding out what happened to the Dwemer is for you. It's oh. never going to happen. I mean, it's one of those mysteries of ESO. So, yeah. wait, I digress. I'll just... I'm just screwing with you. Okay. I'm going to let you go first on this one. <laughs> Man, I'll be honest. I was thinking about... Um, I was thinking about elsewhere. Fast forward now to Graymore. It's like, all right. There's like that hook, right? So it's... A, it's that the fact that we got to see Alfiq with elsewhere. We got right. to see dragons. Uh, the dragon part being a reoccurring theme in Elder Scrolls. Now we're going to Western Skyrim. The other part of Skyrim, you know, kind of bringing back really a recreation in a lot of ways. 2011, or, you know, Elder Scrolls Five. Right. Skyrim. Which will so never feel- be out, by the way. No. What? You mean Elder six? Scrolls Six? I meant, yeah. That'll be a while. But hey, we'll we'll probably be here. I will be in a home. <laughs> By the time 
Elder Scrolls Six comes out. You want, me, you want me to feed your food to you when you're in a home? No, not unless you want me to vomit it back up on you. I would rather have my spouse feed me my food. <laughs> Good toast. I was going to lace it with skooma. <laughs> oh, okay. In that case, yeah. But uh, anyway. Beer bong it. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't know. Because there's been this hook. There's been this hook pulling from previous RPGs. So I'm, th- I'm talking, when I say that, I mean elsewhere, dragons. Greymore, Western Skyrim, Solitude, Morthal, Vampir- Vampirism. Um, really kind of capturing a lot of the dark undertones that came with 2011 Skyrim. So where are we going? I'll be honest, I have no idea. Now, if I was to guess, I'm just going to say this. Some kind of Daedric plane. I don't know. That's Some actually kind- a really good call, dude. Really? That's a really good call. You think because, so? Well, because you look at all the areas of what's been covered, and for the most part, I mean, yeah, there are some. There are a lot of areas that haven't been covered. There's some areas surrounding, like, and I'll talk about this in a second. But there's some areas that are around Cyrodiil. There's, um, there's, I mean, tons of history we can go through, right? Oh yeah. Um, there's still areas of elsewhere. Um. I personally would like to see a couple of things fleshed out. The first one, I would love to see more content, obviously, putting an asterisk in front and behind this next statement. I would love to see more fleshed out in Valenwood. Not that they need to add more areas. I would just like to see an amazing storyline in elsewhere. No, in Valenwood, sorry. That's my personal thing. The other thing I would really, I would even say more than Valenwood, I would really like to see an entire, not necessarily revamp, but I would like to see a lot of love be given to to the region of Cyrodiil for both PvE and PvP. Like, I know that they already have PvE elements in Cyrodiil, which is a PvP zone, but I would love to see... Like, look at the amazing things that the entire team creates for the PvE side. Look at all of them. Somerset? I mean, all all the, like, the most recent ones. Morrowind, Somerset. Um, the major ones. Elsewhere... Northern, Southern, and now Greymoor, which is going to freaking knock it out of the park again. We know that. Yeah. But when you have that focus from that whole team on one major project, imagine making that major project for the year Cyrodiil. Fix the issues that they're having there. Because they're, they're still there. It gets choppy sometimes there. But flesh out an entire story about the Three Banners War. Above and beyond what's already there, right? So that you'd get more people in Zero. Certain areas can become, you know, PvP. Maybe some of the PvE areas are instanced. I don't know how they would do it. Look, I'm not a dev. But it would be incredibly cool to just see the entire year dedicated to that year-long story 
but now we're really fleshing out the Three Banners War, and we're writing more lore for it that everybody can enjoy. I like I like where your head's at. Let yeah. me let me throw something at you on the wall of crazy. What if the Three Banners War ended? Ooh. Actually, you know what? They couldn't do that. There's so many references from NPCs, dialogue that they have to redo. There's no way. I don't. That's I don't even a think complete that's game revamp. Yeah, there's no way. There's no, 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 no. Not for a year-long story. Wall of crazy. Talk to me. Pirate ships, naval oh warfare, God. underwater content, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> We've already talked about that before. And we got a big middle finger from Rich. Uh, Shut up about all that stuff on your stupid show. <laughs> We're not doing it. I'm just kidding. He didn't say any of that. <laughs> oh. But, I mean, you want, hey, look, if you're going to ask me where I want to go, those are the things I want to see. I'd love to see more content for Valenwood because I'm just a Bosmer enthusiast. I freaking love the little dudes. And a full team effort on making Cyrodiil something absolutely mind-blowing. Because it's already awesome. Yeah. You know? So, anyway. I think I've come to the conclusion that I enjoy Cyrodiil, but whenever I PvP... It's too, like, it I enjoy it. I, what? What'd you say? You said it burns. <laughs> it burns when you PvP? God! Can't even interrupt you and make a good joke. That's a really good old meme. Well done. <laughs> Brings me back to Warcraft days mm-hmm. when I played. But, uh, anyway. I don't know what I was saying. Oh, Cyrodiil. I enjoyed I enjoy Cyrodiil. But when I think of, and I think this is just my, what? What? Chat just make, chat makes me laugh. What do they do? Livia, who's totally, she's totally lore-centric, and I love that about her. She says Akavir. Armel says space exploration, and then Smirk says Dicka. <laughs> That's what we're dealing with in this community. You people are just crazy. Sorry. Da bears, da bears, da bears. Da bears. Coach, Coach did go right. find the way. Anyway, are you... <laughs> so anyway, Athura, thank you so much. We appreciate the email. And as always, you can always email us, loresecretspodcast at gmail.com or call us 765-382-6961. Let's do Hang. the... Hang oh, wait. Oh, Hang on. Yeah. Yeah, no, we I got saw one that. more that, that I wanted to talk about, and this one is um, this one is very personal to um, to Jibs and I, and I'm not going to cover the whole thing, but it's pretty freaking cool. Um, what we got, and uh, this one came from somebody that actually I just talked about. This one came from Livia. She's our our um RP lead on PCNA. Really cool gal, and um, she wrote us a, a letter. It's pretty long, but it's all amazing, and I just want to hit a couple spots. Um, we never want this to seem like boasting, ever. But some stuff we like to cover when we get a nice email about Jibs and I or the community at large. And that's why I want to 
cover this because we get a question like what brings you back to the game every day and it's not all about the game it's, the community is huge and this kind of details that a little bit so this came from Livia's email it says the lore seekers are folks who trade banter and talk smack with you though as soon as you need some help one of them will be right there to aid you it's a community of people who look out for one another, who offer encouragement and praise, while at the same time, they aren't afraid to jab a little sarcasm here and there. It's a thriving community that always has something happening each and every day, and I can't thank my fellow lore seekers enough for being such fan a fetching fantastic example of what a community should be. And then uh, it goes on to say, to Jibs and Cash specifically, I want to thank you guys for being so in tune with the ESO community at large and seeking to make ESO a safe and accenting place. I know both of you might not accept this compliment. We're accepting it right now. Thank you. <laughs> but I think it needs to be said. A lot of us see you as beacons of what community leaders should be. And I commend you for always having integrity while at the same time keeping everyone's best interests in mind. You are two fine examples of what people should be, and for that, I thank you. And she said, no back talk, take the damn compliment. <laughs> so, like I said, this is not, this was absolutely not to make us look good. But these are the kind of people that have chosen to join what we're doing, and this is not just the Lore Seekers community. This is the community at large out there. So remember that I, I truly believe a majority of the people that we have in the ESO fam, in that, that play the game on whatever platform you play, I think a majority of the people are just like Livia. They want to find a safe place to come and play and have a good time and talk to good friends. Some people might just want to play the game solo and that's okay too. But still the experience for a solo player, if they do need something, should always be a positive one. And I got to explain just something super quick, Jibs, and then we can move on. Last night, I was running around Rivenspire. Zone chat, as we know, can be super toxic. It got into a lore discussion, and they were talking about Maurmer and some other things. And it was just lore specific. It was really kind of cool. Just to, I was just kind of sitting there. My character was like in a safe spot, and I was just watching chat. And... There's a lot of people out there just loving the lore of the game. And there are a couple parts that kind of chimed in about Maurmer, and I kind of added a couple more in there. And um, then I ended up talking about, yeah, I, I wrote a little bit about, about the subject because I did do a, a lore lesson on the Maurmer way back in the day. And somebody in chat started just saying, oh, I think it looks like we found the king nerd sitting in his mom's basement. And, you know, like, and he was talking about me. And I'm thinking just like, I just kind of close my eyes. You know, like, you ever just like look at somebody when you just know they're so stupid, you just stare at them. That's kind of <laughs> what I was doing to the, to the screen. I'm just like, you are just so off your rocker. So I had a couple of different ways to come back at that person at that particular moment. I could come back with them, come back to them with venom or with honey. And I decided to come back at them with venom or... <laughs> Uh, you see what happened? I was like, whoa, that's out of Whoops. character. I meant honey. <laughs> There's whoa. a slight difference between we the two. We have pushed him over the edge. Basically, I decided to come back with love, you know, to the person. It's like, you know, it's just, it's not going to get anywhere. So I came back 
with just positive comments and just like, I didn't even say bless your heart, which I thought would have been totally appropriate at that moment. I just came back with niceness and like, oh, well, well, that's too bad that you felt that way. But, you know, that's not really me. You know, I'm married and I have a child and I have a mortgage and all the things adults do. And anyway, everything this person came back with, I could just tell that the person was a troll and I wasn't going to feed it. So it's just like positive, 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 compliment them, positive, positive, but without making it too weird. And the next message I got was you are entirely too positive to play this game. And I said, eh, I just choose to be nice. And that person was completely deflated. Like I didn't hear another word out of them. And that's what I wish we could see more of. Not that like, oh, Cash is all high and mighty for doing that. Because trust me, I wanted to pull his scrawny little neck through the, through my freaking screen and just choke him out. But sometimes like just giving somebody a, that little bit of kindness instead of being pissy. It works wonders to deflate a situation. And I just think that a majority of people in our community, in this ESO fam, want that. Absolutely they do. Absolutely they do. They want to come to a place where they can game and just be a safe place for gaming. That's the way it should be. You know, that's the thing we model in Lore Seekers is that it's a... It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. It's... Look, this is a place where it's supportive... There is yeah. love. There is, um, you know, building each other up. And if you're not, you stick out like a sore thumb and you don't stick around very stick stick around very long. Right. That's just the way it's been since day one. And to and, get mail like this is because trust me, sometimes Jibs and I have we have conversations about like this dude just oh my god like did you hear this one or did you see this one or this was going on and it's like sometimes it gets to be a lot. And when Livia sent this to us, we were both like, wow, like it just, it refuels and refreshes because leading a community, we're doing the best that we can and we're not always getting it right. And I'm sure there's other guild leaders out there and other, and other guilds that are having the same thing go on. We don't, we don't always get it right, but we try so hard to make things good for everybody within our community and then with the show just to give a a good solid happy message as much as we possibly can and it's nice when it gets noticed so Olivia right thank you yeah I I agree Uh, I want to cap it with this kindness right now especially right now resonates so carry that with you and whatever you do whatever you say however you act and it's going to really resonate with a lot of people and don't be a right. douchebag. Yeah, don't be that either. All right, let's go to the news. Hear ye, hear ye, Tamaril has some news. <laughs> oh, all right, friends. The best, the best town crier in the business. Folks, if we want to get something free in your hands, here's how you do it. If you're at home, maybe you want to have someone tell um, your kids a story, give yourself a 10, 15 minute break, whatever, freshen things up on your schedule, whatever it is you're doing, we want to help. All right, we're going to get it for free into your hands, and that is through Audible. All right, so here's what you're going to do you're going to go to audibletrial.com forward slash lore seekers, sign up for our free 30 day free trial, and you get one free Audible book plus two free Audible originals. All on us for free. You keep your service going or cancel either way, 
you keep your stuff. And we hope it helps out around the house and just, you know, for you, your own mental break at, at night. So there is that. Are you ready for the I'm news? always ready for the news. All right. So five fun ways to prepare for Graymore. So we're just going to kind of go through this article a little bit and kind of talk about how we're preparing for Graymore. I know we kind of addressed it already. But anyway, it's kind of laid out here. So it says, quote, Are you excited to dive into the new adventures and stories arriving with Graymore? Here are five fun ways you can prepare for the release of the upcoming chapter. So, first up, play Hairstorm and Graymore Prologue Quest. Yeah. No. Must Graymore happen. Prologue, and no question. Yeah. If you have not played Hairstorm, you're missing single-handedly yeah, I'm just going to say it. In my opinion, one of the best dungeons in this game, visually, you know. Yes. Atmosphere-based, all that. Yeah. Just insane. Which one? Ice Reach uh, or Unhallowed Grave? Unhallowed Grave. Boom, bam, slamo, heck yes, slam dunk. <laughs> Sound like NBA Jam? I don't even oh, know. The words just were coming out of my mouth at such a rate. I don't even know what I said. But yes, Unhallowed Grave is hands down my favorite dungeon in the entire game. The first it's... time you go through that? Oh. Okay. There's I don't so know. Is it spoilers at this point? Yeah, you should. Don't. Don't. We're going to have a lot of new ones coming in. <sighs> Fine, people. So there are <laughs> points in that dungeon where it will give you chills. It will give you chills. And. Yeah. Make sure that you take the time to go through the story and be prepared for some exploration because there are lots of incredible things to discover. I would probably say 75% of the people have already been through it, but to you, 25%, do not delay. Get your butt into Unhallowed Grave. It is amazeballs. It's so good. It's so good. There's a lot of layers. That to me, anytime I look at from graphics, graphic standpoint, graphic design, some of the best graphics you'll ever see, the logos that people make, are made up of so many different layers. And that's the exact same thing with this dungeon. It has so many layers from the use of the grappling hook through finding the, you know, the... Uh, uh, Okay, okay, okay. Finding special things. It's really good. Spoilers! Go! Go do the freaking dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Dang it, go do it. At this point, it's like, you haven't played Skyrim? What? Dang it, Bobby. Dang it, Bobby. But uh, anyway, so yeah, it's good. And then the Graymore Prologue Quest. Look, if you have not done the Graymore Prologue Quest, it, it is so good. So, so, so good. Yeah, it's fun. So Every, everything ties together, and it it really does make for speculation. As to how Graymore is going to play out. So it's it's one of the most obvious things out there about how to prepare for the new chapter is just go play through this stuff. Because it's really good. It really is. And I really like the use of Lyris in the prologue quest. We actually got to see mm-hmm. her fight. You know, it was a What? It was it was a good quest line. <laughs> Nothing. It was a good quest line. It was fun. Uh, next up, we got Create a Nord and Goth Them Up. Says, what better way to explore Western Skyrim than with a brand new Nord character? While, you're still get, while you'll still get a fairly frosty reception from the Westerners when you arrive in solitude, 
Uh, with a Nord character, you can enjoy passive bonuses to your stam, health, and resistances. Perfect for those who want to survive the harsh winters and monstrous beasts found within this untamed range. I can see a whole lot of RPers going nuts over this. I can. I can see a ton of people rolling Nords right now, for sure. Um, as much as I would like to roll a new character, I shall not. I shall you not shall. do the thing. All right. Well, you want to make just, a bet? Yeah, I do. Actually, a... I do want to make a bet because I'm not going to roll a new character right now. Heck <laughs> no. All right, I'll leave that one alone. I'll, no, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. What? All right. If I roll a new character, you will dress up in a sidelong sweep hairstyle and the wedding suit as they have recommended you do for your new Nord in this I article. I don't... I don't own those things. I don't have hair. You don't have the wedding soup? The wedding I'm suits? not depending whether I dress up, depending on you deciding you wake up one morning, the breeze hits you right in the face just right, and you wake up thinking, oh, I saw that video where that person did 98 98K DPS thing. I want to go try that sork I've always wanted to try in the back of my mind and bring myself full circle to this game. That is exactly how it happens. <laughs> that is exactly how I end up with a new character. Oh, I mean, this is why I will not accept that bet. Minus, so anyway, minus the nerd voice, that's exactly how it happens. That's so exactly how you sound. I don't even feel bad. Speak, that's what I Become hear. a vampire or werewolf <laughs> to further prepare yourself for the Greymore chapter. In the upcoming Greymore chapter, monstrous beasts prey upon the people of Western Skyrim, but you can claim their power for yourself by becoming the very thing you must hunt. And then it details out. How to join the ranks of vampires. So good. Yes. Do you ever, do you ever consider... All right, so... Okay, after this next one. Uh, encounter vampires in Dark Secrets and Rivenspire. So... Aha! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something you I might know a little bit about most recently. Yeah, you, you want to take the lead on that? Well, you're going to say something first. Make your point, and then I'll talk no, about no, my no, questing adventures. No, it's just some fluff. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so I just finished Rivenspire for probably the third time, but it's been a while since I've done it, and I wanted to go through it again to get reacquainted with some of the characters which may be reoccurring in Greymoor. Yes. Particularly Mr. Verandis. I would love to see Count Verandis in Greymoor again. He's just a cool character. He's a vampire. Well, the Raven Watch, they say, is making a return in Greymoor. Well, there you go. So, I'm just going to call this now. <laughs> Random call. Don't know anything. I'm just going to say this is going to be part two of the year-long chapter. We're going to see the Raven Watch show up. Could be. Definitely could be. That's where could I'm going. Be. That's well, where I'm going. So, you help with... The stability of Rivenspire. When you do that, when you go through the quest line, you help to rid a threat. Yeah. <laughs> Blood fiends. Oh. And then once you rid that threat, you get to help make some choices about the future leadership in Rivenspire. And you get to meet the Daggerfall Covenant uh, douchey leader and all that stuff. So, anyway. Um, or the queen. You know, there's one real part of me that 
throwing this entire chapter that I keep, you know, so we, you heard the trailer right off the top, everybody listening, and then those here at the live show, you saw it. What if I really, really, really like the vampires? What if I really like that whole clan? Uh, I'm so incredibly... What if the Dark Artist... What if what if the player falls in love with the whole Dark Artist Skyrim? It's like you're killing your best friend at that point. Is that too far of a stretch? You don't feel that way at all? No, I mean, it would be nice to have some choice, but... You know how much no, no, no. more... You know how much more work would have to go into that storyline in order to no. like have alternate endings and stuff like that. Yeah, I just I, I just mean as a fan standpoint. A love of the story standpoint. You end up just and here's where I'm coming from. You're coming from going to the dark side is, is what you're doing. Well, yeah, cuz I'm writing about it right now yeah. and that's definitely a thing. It just that's where my head's at right now. Like I just it's vampires all the time. I'm reading about them, if I'm not reading about them, I'm thinking about them. And I'm just, man, I'm watching this trailer, and I'm like, oh, 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 you know, just all, just emotions. You're, you are very into vampires right now, and I will say, I'll say this. Have you ever seen that show, What They Do in the Shadows? No, I want to so bad. Oh, is it good? Bro. Is it, is it good? It's amazing, dude. Right, isn't it, it on Hulu? The, I gotta get Hulu again. It starts with the movie. Yeah, I think we have it on Hulu. Starts with the movie, which is very good, and now there's a series about it. If you guys haven't seen it, it's pretty slapstick comedy about these vamp about a clan of vampires that lives in our modern world. It is awesome. And chat saying yes, it's it's a hilarious. <laughs> All right, I'm going to check it out then. Noted. Oh, my God. I love that our chat is just... They know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> you got to see it. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I'll check it anyway, out. Anyway, yeah. It's uh, right back back on track about vampires. and I really liked the preview of it. And then I forgot all about it, actually, until you just said that. So I got to go. I'm going to go check that. You do? Maybe this Friday. I'll take a look. Um, Eastern Skyrim's back. So it goes on to talk about the Rift, East March Zones, Windhelm, Riften, all these places. You know, these are base game zones. You can go check these out. It's nothing but good stuff. Plus, you've got the Horns of the Reach DLC, which is honestly, especially if it's your first time ever going into it, you know, doing the dungeon there. Uh, yeah, Falkreath Hold and Bloodroot Forge. If, you, if this is your first time ever running those on hard mode, Falkreath Hold, yeah. It still makes me go, ugh. <laughs> I Falkreath wanna. isn't as bad as, um, I mean, I guess Blood Forge isn't terrible, but. The one that I hate is um, the Runes of Mazatun. That is literally... I need to go throw up. <laughs> that so, dude is hilarious. Dude. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Yeah. But that those fights, mm-mm, mm-mm, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. So... When I think of... Go ahead. When I think of 100%ing this game, that is... Definitely on the low. That's like the one of the last things I ever want to touch. Yeah, we'll go through it together. I get you there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll it. So, uh, so the Ribbon Spire thing is completed by Cash. I did that one again. I really liked it. And uh, so for the remaining time, I am going to be venturing into um, East March. Probably going to start that oh, tonight. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I like that's it. Awesome. That's awesome. That's a good storyline. Yeah. All right. So anyway, fi- a few things, you know, that you can get ready to uh, prepare for Graymore. Like I've already kind of talked about how I 
how I've been preparing for Graymore myself. Cash, are you doing anything out of the ordinary aside from? Well, actually, they don't know. But uh, have you been doing anything to get your character ready? Uh, just besides uh, questing. Really, no. A lot of quests. I mean, besides, I mean, are you talking like little things? Because uh, I definitely have an outfit ready. <laughs> I'm talking like, are you doing any skill point hunting? Are you doing any sky oh, shard hunting? Oh, yes. You know, yes, I did, I did sky shard hunting for so that I have a points ready to go for the antiquity system. I think I have like 30 points. And I really haven't looked into how many points you need for the antiquity system. So, because I plan on pretty much doing antiquities and story. So if it seems like cash is in a dark hole for a month... I am cash. I'm in a dark hole for a month. <laughs> Where I'll be. <laughs> there you go. I'll be right alongside you somewhere in there. Cool. That or sitting back watching you with the slash sit chair emote. Weird. <laughs> oh, all right. Five fun ways to prepare for Graymore. ElderScrollsOnline.com. Next, we got Confront Skyrim's Darkheart and Graymore Chapters Gothic Storyline. This is coming to us from Elder Scrolls Online. Dot com. So they say first learn about the dark tale of monsters and mortals. That is the Graymore storyline and the challenges the development team faces from creating a standalone tale that is a part of a large, larger, excuse me, year long adventure. Randy Big, I'm just going to say Beagle. I don't know if it's wrong. I, I, Beagle? Yeah. Beagle? I'll just say Randy. Let's say Randy. 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 ESO Senior Are Randy, Randy and Primary. Sorry. ESO senior writer and primary writer for the Graymore chapter said, quote, We wanted to tell a story that leveraged a dark and brooding tone and leaned into the gothic, gothic themes. We hope that Graymore's long shadows feel oppressive, full of intrigue and danger. End quote. And they go on to say, Western Skyrim is under attack from an unknown force, and you must unravel the mystery at the heart of a conspiracy that rises from the underground of Blackreach. Oh, man, this is so telling. Don't worry. You don't have to do it alone since you're not the only one interested in what is happening in this part of Skyrim. Throughout Greymore's storyline, you and Lyris work together to combat a monstrous legion and confront the dark heart that plagues the land, and in doing so, discover a plot that threatens not just the home of the Nords, but all of Tamriel. Randy continued, quote, After stopping deadly storms conjured from Ice Reach and an attack on the Scald King in his palace, Lyris Titanborn has discovered that the Ice Reach Coven is plotting something in Western Skyrim as well. Joran the Scald King, leader of the Ebonheart Pack, has tasked her with stopping this threat to Skyrim. But his allies are far from welcome in High King Svargrim's lands, and the roots of his conspiracy wind deeper than Blackreach itself. End quote. Woo, uh, see, I love that, because we're going to have um, new areas to explore, right? Top and yeah. bottom, including yeah. ha including having to go deep into Blackreach. So I'm really hoping that the story takes you into Blackreach for some gnarly reason. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're running into Falmer and such down there and finding all kinds of spores and things that only grow underground. You know what I mean? So it's the whole experience wrapped around this one storyline that I'm super excited for. And oh my gosh, you think Lyris likes wood elves? I I don't like maybe it's a toy. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> he has derailed the show all night long. 
I need to talk to HR. I'm going to call Toby. Don't call Toby. No! God, if I had that queued up, it'd be perfect. Hang on. That'd have been gold. Where is it? It's too late. Yeah, it's too late. Moment's God. Moment's God. All right. So anyway, talking about riding monsters, Randy Randy joked, quote, I think I've written at least five distinct vampire-themed pieces of content for ESO at this point. So I'm well-practiced and completely out of fresh synonyms for blood. (laughs) The challenge came in both making these antagonists feel unique compared to so many other factions players have faced and making them still feel every bit as terrifying as they deserve. Whether they've been successful injecting some new blood into old, familiar foes is for the players to decide, but my hope is that their methods and motives will keep players guessing until the conclusion of our year-long narrative. Randy continued, uh, I've always found the origins of vampires and werewolves in Nern being directly tied to the influence of Daedric Princes very interesting. Though considered diseases, their curses go beyond simple afflictions. They consume their host's body and soul. What links might one go to to escape such a fate, I wonder? Hmm. Hmm. Man, there's a whole lot of teasers in this. Uh, oh, here we go. ESL lead designer Bill Slavic said, Slavic Sec said, quote, The goal is that each release in the year-long narrative tells a story that can stand alone, but that also shines as part of the longer goal. Or longer whole, I'm sorry. It's a challenging but exciting process that has so far yielded great results for ESO. I'm in that corner. Yeah. End quote. Same. I'm in that corner. I love the year-long stories. Um, they really took a gamble with Elsewhere doing it, and it paid off. Yes. It was a new take on the storytelling that they've done um, rather than do one big release and then a few like unrelated releases where you're going to get like a dungeon DLC or something like that. They have chosen to package everything up into the, into these year long stories. And I think that was probably one of the best things that they have done since one Tamriel. Because a majority of people that play this game, I truly believe love the lore. So I agree. So when you take that story and do it for a year long. It's not just like you're doing like some other games will just do just like one expansion and after you're through that story then it's done. They they bring it to a conclusion. They're not doing that here. They're stretching it out like okay, so now you're at this point. And then with the next release you're going to be at this point in the story and there's not a culmination to that story until the very end. Right. I think that is brilliant. Well, you know, we you know we talked about elsewhere. I walked away elsewhere feeling a deeper connection with the characters. I remember them much more vividly than I would normally remember characters from a regular expansion to an MMO. Right. Because like you, you talked about, you know, the um, I'm going to use another one, World of Warcraft, for example. I remember when Legion came out. Boom, it's out. That's it. Yeah. We were playing it. That's it. It's just, you know, okay, do I remember any of those characters? Nope. Do any of those members stand out to me? Nope. You know what stands out to me? Come here. Oh. You know what stands out to me? Oh. Yeah, just the some of the sacrifices made by other characters for Kamira. Yeah. It, that stands out to it me. It makes you buy into the characters. Exactly right. Look at Zaji. Dude, 
Classic. Totally classic. Riggert. Riggert. I know. But he's been around, but... (laughs) So, but you do buy into that, and, and I think they really get it in that they are bringing these recurring characters back. Like how many people were like super worried about Lyris or like, what, what, how, oh my God, Sai, that's freaking Sai Sahan. People were flipping exactly. out in the freaking videos because these recurring characters that you have, that you've grown to love and care about are being brought back into the story. I remember a few weeks back when you and I covered, um, I forget it was a meet the character about somebody, but they were talking about Lyris. And we were like super excited because you're like, that's what happened to her. That's where she went. And you see little snippets in the video. You know, at the end of the the story of the five companions that she bails. And Sai says something about her about, you know, yeah, she went home for whatever reason, or she's got, she's on her own adventure or something. Well, that's exactly where she was. And it puts all the pieces back together. So if you're paying attention, it's like everything's connected. Hip bones connect to the leg bone. That's exactly right. <sighs> and it's and it's the continuation that infinitely, when you do these year-long stories so far, they're proving to be much more memorable, much more, um, gosh, everything just carries so much more weight, I right. feel. I feel like so. I feel like my nerd just came out. Sorry, I'll stuff him back into that shell of mine. We, dude, we we do a podcast on a video game. We are nerds. We are nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Bill continued quote: "It all starts with the creative director, lead designer, and myself. They provide guidance as to the type of story they want to see, whether it be political, Daedric, or dragons, and the kinds of places they want to go to in the world. So it could be elsewhere, Western Skyrim, whatever." Then I start creating short pitches, exploring the kinds of themes and plots that could be fun and exciting and could only take place at the intersection of those initial ideas. End quote. Uh, Bill continues here, quote, we approach, we approach each of the four releases in the year as potentially a player's first experience with the content. So just like the rest of ESO, you can jump in and start playing no matter where you come in. Okay, this is an important quote. Yeah. The chapter and the DLCs each tell a complete and parallel story that also leads one to the other. You can play them in either order. We're making an Elder Scrolls game, so we try to make sure the content accommodates every playstyle. End quote. That's spot on, and that's exactly what they've been doing, and it's masterfully done. It is. Sorry if that sounds fanboyish, but it's masterfully It's not done. fanboyish, though. It's a fact. I truly, honestly believe it's a fact. Because to this day in this game, with all of the content over all the years that it's been since it released, you can still roll a fresh, brand new character, go through the tutorial, pick a direction once you get into the world, and go in that direction and hit content and understand why you're there. That's right. Can't do that in Black Desert Online. Just saying. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazingly done. And I never had really had that experience before until I came to Somerset. You know, when we were just starting up, Somerset was the very first chapter for us that had ever dropped as a show. And then you're like, oh, this is, that's when the realization hit me. Oh, this is a, wait, this kind of, this kind of goes back to, to clockwork? This I can, I mean, this yeah. connects. 
and then you start putting all those pieces together and then you know you've got the year-long story now and it's just man it's good yeah with somerset it was funny too because we were kind of both new to this and then i i think um <laughs> i think with somerset dude it was like well, you know, well, you could do this storyline, and you could do this storyline, and then, and then, well, Somerset's coming out, and then, then we saw Somerset, right? You like the first time you walk into Somerset, and okay, well, I could go do this, and I could, go, oh my god, <laughs> look at this place, yeah, I'm gonna start right here, and I'm gonna work my way around clockwise, and I'm gonna do all the things. <laughs> yeah, it was that wowing, and yeah. It's exactly right. It's it, it's like even still when you go there, you can be in any other zone, and I'm fanboying out on Somerset, but you can go to any other zone in the game, and there's plenty of them that are gorgeous, and then you go to Somerset, and everything is bright. It's just like, but they nailed that locale. And yeah. then in Elsewhere, they nailed Elsewhere. It is so Khajiit. The savannas and the grasslands and the rock outcroppings and it is elsewhere in every respect of the name. So, I don't know, dude. It's There's so much to all this stuff, including the biomes. It's just so masterfully crafted. And that's why when I hear you explaining the way Bill Slavisek writes this creative stuff and his process and then how that information goes to another creative team for them to actually build this world. See what I mean? How can you not be completely blown away? Yeah, you're exactly right. And this final quote here from Bill really kind of ties it all together. It says, quote, each year long story gives us more room to introduce and develop characters. I would say me personally, emphasis on develop, because that's true. Create stronger and more meaningful character arcs, we just talked about that, and really explore the themes important to both the story we're telling and the region where the story takes place. This is only the second time we've done this. And with Dark Heart of Skyrim, we took lessons learned in the Season of the Dragon and applied them to the events occurring in Western Skyrim. We can't wait for you to see what comes next. It's just going to get better. You know that. I do know this. I will never, ever, ever forget hearing the first time ever we're sitting in the hotel room. You had gone to get drinks. Of course. <laughs> we were. <laughs> That's where it was goes. me, Rich, uh, Ninja614, Jess, and Gina. And Rich is sitting at his laptop, and we're sitting there talking. And then we kind of start getting into details about what was going to be the next day. And I remember him saying, we're doing a year-long story. And I'm in my mind, I'm, it, it didn't hit me. It didn't click. Like, what is that? And then he says, Season of the Dragon. And it just then you see the trailer, you know, the Excuse one that everyone what? saw. And then you come back in the room, and I'm like, you are going to love it. <laughs> It was such a moment. And uh, so, yeah, I love that last line where he talks about, we took the things, the lessons learned from Season of the Dragon. Because honestly, in my opinion, I think, and I know that you've kind of alluded to this, Season of the Dragon 
Gosh, dude, that was so well done. It was. It was so, so well it done. It was very so. well done. And <clears throat> when you take a locale like that and you have to nail the biome, you have to nail the um, native creatures there. Oh, dude. The races. Uh, can we pause there? The Alfique. All the different fur stock that were shown. For the first time in Elder Scrolls Ever. lore, bro. That was yeah. it. They wrote, they wrote the lore for yeah. the Alfique. Because before, remember yeah. when we covered it? We talked about yeah. fur stocks when we did yep. Elder Scrolls races, the yeah. series for our lore lessons, a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. There was minimal information. I remember actually talking to you about it. I went, dude, did you know that there's a freaking house cat race? Or there's a, a house cat uh, subspecies of Khajiit yeah. that can do freaking magic? Yeah. And you're like, excuse yeah. me, what? I said, yeah. Can you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? January 31st, 2019, lore lesson 43, Khajiit, Alfiq, and Centrod. That got super creepy, but yes, you are you are very correct on that and my point being is that elder scrolls online we've talked about this a little bit before too is elder scrolls online is writing brand new canon lore that's in the games now it's it is written into the wikis it's on uesp it's in the imperial library it is bona fide lore and they're doing that with every single new chapter that's coming out so, like, my point is when you have to take elsewhere, the greater elsewhere, for the first time and create this biome and nail everything, including the Alfiq and the Khajiit race and Senchal and its history, it's a monumental feat for the things that they have to do in order to be true to the lore hounds out there. And I'm not talking about Jibs and I, because we're, we're lore seekers. We are not the folks at UESP or the Imperial Library who know this stuff backwards and front better than we do. Yeah, It's just, I don't, I'm ranting, but I'm so proud of the way that Zoss has been able to do this. And Bill Slavisek, it's like, to me, the guy's a, a genius. I'm like, he's a He's a genius to be able to do this kind Bill, of stuff, man. you know, and Bill. Lehman and the things that they write that make these new stories for us. That is the appreciation that people who like the lore and read into and see love this article, dude. Really? Yeah. Do. Uh, agreed. So anyway, we encourage you to go read this because there's so many different points and you just hearing us talk about it that you could probably benefit from and pull from when it talks to Season of the Dragon and previous expansions. So anyway, confront Skyrim's Darkheart and Greymore chapter uh, gothic storyline, ESO.com. So to polish off the news this morning, we got to meet the character. It's Fenorin. Fenorian? There you go. I think it's Fenorian. Nailed, nailed it on the second time, possibly. <laughs> so this guy, you saw him in Harrowstorm briefly. He is a scholar, investigator, and a vampire. And a vampire. And Fenorian travels Tamriel in search of its hidden knowledge and lore. Dude, holy cow. That 
just hits right in the feels mm -hmm. for this show. I'm sorry, but it does. Learn about this young member of House Ravenwatch in our latest Meet the Character. If you have not read this, go read this Meet the Character. I have a, such a new appreciation for these. Yeah. I, I always liked them, but I never really just sank my teeth into them. And I'm, it's got me wanting to go back into... See what I did there? I did. He's <laughs> <laughs> so, so smart. <laughs> and uh, anyway, reading the others even more. And so, yeah, Fenorian, a lore, dude, scholar, investigator, I'm, and a vampire. I know. It's like, dude, you, you had me at <laughs> traveling. You had me at the first one. What does this say? Hang on. Right there. Had me at lore. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yep. I love That's these good. because they are from they're from somebody's perspective. It's not like it's not like they're explaining who the person is. It's it's written by either the character themselves or somebody else talking about the character. Yeah. In character. That's yeah. why I really like these. Yeah, I agree. Yep. And uh, there's a whole lot. I don't want to spoil it too, too much for you because reading it is honestly the best part. But I will say this. He appears to be an incredibly humble uh, kind of person that really appreciates alchemy. Um, brought into the house of Ravenwatch and just kind of finding his way within the house there. And it, you, you do definitely see a whole lot of recent movie themes when talking house Raven watch in this meet the character it, to be honest with you it reminds me of a pinch of twilight oh here I'm out. here's why hang on here's why the house setting when they're in the home and the family is talking that's the vibe i get from ah, this okay i'll allow that's it. where it starts starts and ends okay but anyway incredible article Fenorian, awesome character. You met him in Harrowstorm. One of the parts that stood out to me, to be honest with you, I know this is weird, but I don't know maybe this is because I'm writing about vampires right now, but they just like mention in passing, oh, by the way, they have a a, uh, a blood steward there. Basically, vampires sitting there talking while they're feeding on this guy. And the guy's willingly giving his blood to them. That's Ravenwatch. Just hanging out, just chilling, and that <laughs> is, that ties directly into the story in Rivenspire, friends, because that is Ravenwatch. Yeah, that's how they do it. Yeah, yeah. In chat, Aurora in chat says, "I'm really looking forward to that. I love family dynamics. I honestly think yeah. that that's that's going to be a reoccurring thing that you're probably going to see a lot with Greymore is the family dynamic, and that's well said. Well, it's I mean, just to tag onto that super quick. Nords are all about family and culture. Oh, it's huge. Dude, yes. Yeah. 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 Nice pull. Yeah. So anyway, friends, this is your news for the week. Now, before we go to the lore lesson. Yeah. We got a little ditty for you. All right. So we're going to introduce you again, if you missed it, to Volume 7 of Lore Seekers. So here we go. Hey friends, Jibs here from the show, and today we're excited to unveil something very special. So you've witnessed the formation of the Reliquary. 
trouble in the Kijiti homeland of elsewhere, and so much more. Today, we're happy to unveil a new dark tale coming in Volume 7 of the Lore Seekers podcast. Friends, welcome to Lore Seekers Descent into Darkness. When Descent into Darkness begins with Volume 7 of Lore Seekers, you'll enjoy a gothic tale set in the western mountains of Skyrim. You'll meet a mysterious vampire clan, witness vampiric transformations, and much more. We're also happy to announce Volume 7 of the Lore Seekers podcast will begin on May 29th. We hope you enjoyed this new volume as much as we enjoyed putting it together. If this is your first time ever hearing a Lore Seeker storyline, just a quick note for anybody, you'll hear a new episode or new entry at the end of every episode in Volume 7. We hope you enjoyed the teaser below, and friends, we will see you in Descent into Darkness. to me. You're becoming one of us. A vampire. I got the chills. Yeah, boy, I'm excited. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, buddy. Yeah, baby. That's pretty Descent awesome. Descent into darkness is coming. Thank you, man. Yep. I'm excited. Um, So, yeah. Volume 7, May 29th, and then I'm, I'm going to turn this over to you in just a second. Yeah, May 29th is, is uh, you know, brand new story, fully voiced, whole new set of characters. You're going to see a family dynamic kind of take place in this storyline. Um, a savage life that is kind of culminates in a, in a person's life. Um, f- friendships torn apart, powers discovered mystery and just a whole lot of evil and it's all going to be taking place in the westerns uh western skyrim this is definitely not a show not a not one for the kids just fyi this is for the adults i wanted something dark i wanted to pull on something that was like dark knight you know the the crazy from the joker something that's dark just old vampire movies you know just something very violent are there any bosmer i'm actually (laughs) It's really funny you say that because there is, and I don't want to tell you why, but... <laughs> ah. Do you kill him? I don't want to talk Not about great. Uh, So anyway, I'm pulling on a lot of things from um, the Darth Bane series, a lot of things from Star Wars and Sith, just the whole pure evil kind of thing. So anyway, look forward to it. Thank you, everybody, for your support and love and chat. I see that happening. And um, yeah, more to come. Descent into Darkness. It's all yours. I'm done. I'm so proud of you. I really am. Thank you, I, guys, he's Thank been working you. so hard on this, so I'm really, really looking forward to it. And I haven't gotten any sneak peeks. Nothing. It's going to be completely fresh for me, too. So I'm really happy for you. Thanks. Yeah. Love it. All right. Friends, before we get started with Lore Lesson 102, I want to talk to you about a new thing that we got going on. It's not really new, but there's a new episode of it. The Road Less Traveled, friends, which is our lore lessons, basically, in video format. 
uh, we've got a few episodes up already and there is a brand new roads less traveled up and it is on youtube on our youtube channel right now and it is on isgrimoire so go take a look if you like them we'll keep doing them anyway friends lore lesson 102 had a message from jibs today about potentially doing a lore lesson on the dragon bridge so we're covering the locales of Skyrim as we get closer to Greymoor. So we are going to cover Dragon Bridge tonight. Now, in your travels in Elder Scrolls Online, you definitely are going to come across Dragon Bridge in Greymoor. This is a small town along the Karth River in the regions of Hoffinger and Skyrim. The town's commerce centers around foresting and lumber and it gets its name from the sinister appearing bridge which spans the Karth and connects to the town to the main road to Hjalmarch on the other side. Much of the lumber produced by the mill at Dragon Bridge is used to supply nearby solitude. Now in the earliest known history of the iconic location, ancient Nords built the bridge which resembles a dragon. Now, that bridge became so iconic and so significant in the area as a landmark that many people decided to settle near it. So although we don't know what events will surround the bridge in ESO's chapter of Greymoor, you can be sure there will be playable events surrounding the locale. Here's a fun fact. I was able to find that in the Elder Scrolls Online Greymoor, there is a quest entitled crisis at dragon bridge but there are no further spoilers even if there were i would not tell you what that quest was about but anyway it confirms the dragon bridge will have content now later on in the timeline of elder scrolls lore specifically during the imperial simulacrum of the third era the town of dragon bridge was a bustling settlement with an active rivalry between a nearby mining community called Stonehills. Stonehills is a small town that's fueled by a very uh, by a nearby mine by the name of Rockwallow Mine, and it's run by Duke Velark, part of a long line of miners in the region of Hjalmarch. Stonehills has continued to thrive as a mining settlement long into the fourth era. They had a rivalry going on with the folks in Dragon Bridge. Now, later on in the timeline, this is uh, during the time of the Skyrim Civil War, Eastern Skyrim Stormcloak Rebels and the Western Skyrim forces of the Cyrodiilic Empire were going at it. So during this time, the Dragon Bridge was utilized as an Imperial Legion um, stronghold. Basically, what was happening is the soldiers from the Imperial Legion would use the bridge to make their way to the battlefields, and it became such a, such a large place for them to go to and work through that they eventually made a stronghold out of it. Now, the problem was is that the Imperial soldiers in the area were taking advantage of the defenseless town, and they were taking resources there for the war effort without payment, now they were saying that we have the right to do this because we are protecting the locals. Now many of the residents of Dragon Bridge became very angered and very soured to the war effort because of that. Started to hate and resent the Imperials. So here's a little fun fact. 
As a sitting ruler of Cyrodiil during the conflict between the Imperials and the Stormcloaks, Titus Mede II had planned a diplomatic visit to Skyrim in which Dragon Bridge became the Imperial foothold. The Imperial organization responsible for the Emperor's personal security and espionage was known as Penitus Oculatus. That was the group who actually established the outpost at Dragon Bridge prior to the arrival of the Emperor. Now, later on in the Fourth Era, this was the Fourth Era Year 201, the town of Dragon Bridge was in a roar about a nearby cave known as Wolf Skull Cave. Residents had been noticing strange lights and noises coming from the cave, and the Jarl enlisted the assistance of a traveling hero to investigate the disturbance. Sound familiar to anybody who plays Skyrim? The adventurer came to discover a band of necromancers attempting to resurrect Potima Septum. If you remember her, she was the infamous daughter of Emperor Pelagius Septum II, and she was also known as the Wolf Queen of Solitude. She was nasty. So here's a little fun fact about the bridge. Dragon Bridge was the site of a murder in the Fourth Era. An unsavory by the name of Palladius, who was a member of the Crimson Dirks gang, was investigating an informant among the gang. So what he did is he got disguised as a guard in Dragon Bridge. Now during his investigation, his cover was blown by a guard at Dragon Bridge. So Palladius murdered the guard and threw his body over the bridge, trying to make the crime appear to be a suicide, but his plan was discovered and dealt with by that very same traveling adventurer in the area. So despite its share of action and controversy, the Dragon Bridge, by all appearances, is a simple home to many Nords. It was best explained by Asada Lilaviv, a Redguard farmer from the town. And he says this, Got a loving wife, a healthy son, and a patch of land to call my own. What more could a man ask for? We aren't a big city like Solitude or Markarth, but we like it this way. End quote. Ooh. Man. It's a short one. I love that, though. Like, that's, you know, like, look. Like, some of the best cities in the world are the ones that are small. Yeah. The best towns, you know. And for as small as this one is, it's such a pivotal spot because it is a major crossing point from the east to the west. From the east to the west. From the east to the west, Skyrim, over the Karth River. Oh, yeah. So... I'm surprised it didn't become more of a point of contention during the Imperial Simulacrum. I just think it was it's a pivotal spot, and that's why an yeah. outpost was put there. But I love the fact that the Cyrodiilics came in and just pissed off the locals. It's <laughs> just like, we'll take what we want when we want it, oh. and you'll like it. You'll just get used to it. And you'll get used to it, and we'll be here. Take what I want. 
Oh, friends, well, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you did, well, whatever platform you're using to listen to the show on, we hope you take a minute, let us know how we're doing, leave us a review. For every five-star review that we get on iTunes, though, share you, uh, give you some love with a shout-out here on the show. Hey, by the way, we just hit 5,000 followers on Twitter. Did we really? Yeah, two years in. Wow. Over two years in, 5,000 followers. Pretty cool. So, yeah, thank you, everyone, for the love and, and support. It's fantastic. You can always call us 765-382-6961, and you can email us, Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can also write us whatever. You know, that's how we got um, we got giveaways. We've been doing torch bugs for PC and Mac and game codes uh, for people sending sending these in. So anyway, P.O. Box 3665, Terre Haute, Indiana, 47803. Uh, you can also find this show. Wherever podcasts are free, and if you want even more content, you want to read these awesome lore lessons that Cash has done, over 102 lore lessons now, go to loreseekerspodcast.com to learn even more. And again, if you're wanting to be a part of the Lore Seekers community, you want to meet people from all over the globe that share the same love you do, then you can find that at loreseekerspodcast.com forward slash guild. You download Discord, join our Discord server, and apply by typing slash apply in the Apply to Guild channel. Special thanks to Family Jewels and Sword Coast Soundscapes on YouTube for the intro and ambience. And I'll do a quick shout out for if you take over. Much love to Zetheria, or AKA Pip, in our chat. We love you. You're awesome. Thank you for everything you do. Ditto. Friends, you want to follow us? You can follow Jibs on Twitter at JibsIRL. You can follow myself at LoreSeekerCash. Cash is with a K. Most importantly, follow the show. We're on Twitter at LoreSeekersCast, on Instagram at LoreSeekers, on YouTube at LoreSeekers, and on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash LoreSeekersPodcast. Friends, thank you so much. Have a great week, and we will see you next episode. Stay frosty, Tamriel.